Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 104. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and this is a special edition of the pod as is dropping on a Sunday, which was a plan. Um, as yesterday, I had prior engagements and I was just running around doing things all day that I totally forgot to put this podcast up at some point in the afternoon, as me and the homie Eve um, did discuss a few games later for this week. Um, well, today, actually. On Friday evening, uh, we talked about the uh, Chiefs Bucks, Bills Ravens, and Pats Packers. We also talked about the situation with Tua, which we all uh, saw transpire on Thursday, where he sustained a neck and head injury, um, as we thought that he shouldn't have been playing in that game to begin with, seeing what transpired on Sunday, when it looked like that he was concussed after his head hit the ground after taking a hard hit. Um, and we talked about that as well and addressed that. Sending that there was a quick turnaround time between that game, that game on last Sunday and Thursday night. Um, so we, we all touched on that as well too, and a little more. But uh, we can actually get into this pod right now. Here it is. So it's been a long time since we um, did a pod. So I wanted to talk to you about last night. I mean, everybody... Is um a lot of people are up in arms and rightfully so about the situation with Tua where he was um got hurt last night in the game. I didn't see it in live time because I had a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see I, I didn't see I just seen like the news headline saying that he got hurt. And I'm watching it like the replay. That's really scary, man. Now I'm one of the people I'm one of the people who wanted the impression that he should have been playing in the first place because how the hell I'm still shocked that he even was able to come back into the game on Sunday. And then that quick turnaround time between um that game and then last night. I'm like, darling, you shouldn't be playing at all. But here we are now. So what, what's your thoughts on what happened last night with Tua? Like, so obviously from, like, that first game, uh, they said, you know, he had the – he got knocked down, um, and then he got up, and he was stumbling around, and everyone was like – he was out. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's not coming back in the game. And then he came back in the game, and I was shocked. Um, based off of, like, what we know about about – concussions that's definitely like one of the system where you the symptoms where you lose your balance and we see that and he comes back in the game so I was definitely just like what is going on over there uh the thing that we do know is there's independent there's independent neurologists and then also like the team doctor who ultimately make the decision as to whether or not he comes back in but then but it's also kind of one of those things where Miami has been kind of wrapped up in a lot of like malfeasance off the field as of late with them trying to um, with them being confirmed, confirmed to having to like, they tried to get Brady while he was still a Patriots player to come doing the same thing with Sean Payton. Then um, they're losing, like they lost draft picks. So it's like, I don't know what I trust this. And then all the Brian Flores stuff. So like, who knows what you can actually trust out of that organization. And then, he plays another game in four days' time, gets slammed on his head again, has a fencing response. That fencing was that what like uh, the thing with like your fingers and your arms sticking out. Um, it's called the the fencing response. It's when you have like a traumatic brain injury. That's like one of the the the, it's the signs of like a, a mild to serious brain injury. And Tua definitely had one. I'm I'm anticipating we won't see him for at least a couple weeks, if not more. It's it's really unfortunate. I didn't think he should have been on the field in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And then the fact that he actually actually too like flew back with the team uh, to Miami after after an experience like that was kind of like 
had me had me like looking kind of funny at the organization too as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not a good look all around. Yeah, it's like flying. It's like oh yeah, like the thing I was seeing like a tweet um from Twitter like where the guy was like oh yeah like right after two concussions like the best thing is to absolutely like go fly into like elevation and change like pressures after after having that. I don't know. It's just it's. It doesn't really seem like they have like his best interests at heart at all. Yeah, exactly. And it comes and it comes back to like looking like like a like a dark shadow cast on the NFL right now. They right. they always said that they care about the players and you know and players take because first, but in that situation that proves otherwise. Yeah, so it, it's sad, man. I hope he gets better because it definitely was really um, doing well this year, and it sucks to see him be derailed. Because I know he's up, up for a big payday. And he wants to get that money. Uh, but sometimes it's in the best interest of the organization to stop the player in certain situations. When they think they're good, they can play. Um, you shouldn't play at all. Yeah, it's always in a player. Like, a player is always going to do, like, their best to 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 play, even mm-hmm. if they might not really be ready, because that's kind of like one of those things about a competitor. They're going to put their, their bodies on the line. Part of being a coach or being a GM or – being a team doctor is, is saving those, those players from themselves sometimes. Like somebody should have been the adult in the situation and sat him. Mm. Yeah. 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 I seen the debate on first take this morning with Marcus Spears and uh, Bar Scott and, and uh, Stephen A. And I, I forgot who was saying that, you know, the players probably should have been held responsible for like, you know, at least like veterans in the locker room, like telling him, like, you know, you should sit out. We know what, we know what it's like. Um, it definitely was like, as, had concussion symptoms and everything. I believe it was Stephen A. was taking that approach. Right. Marcus Marr was like, "Yeah, well, the, yeah, he really it really comes down to the organization." I believe that was Spears as well too. Like they they're right. the ones that should be held accountable. Oh yeah, man, scary, scary situation. But very, yeah. very scary. I definitely hope that he gets uh, better. All right, so um, I mean, we can get to a few games for Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I said we first start off with the marquee game, Super Bowl rematch: Chiefs at Bucks. Uh, to my knowledge, still this game is still going to be played in Tampa, even yep. though Hurricane Ian is our ran rapid throughout there, well, throughout the state of Florida. Um, but, yeah, so this game right here, um, should I think it's not going to be high scoring, not going to be a, like a prolific like output, offensive output, more of a defensive contest in a sense. But uh, what are your thoughts about this game so far? So I definitely feel like that that you're, you're 100% correct, that this game is definitely going to be a bit lower scoring. Right now, the Bucks are the number one defense in the NFL. I think they're only giving up 12 points a game right now, which is by far the lowest in the NFL. Uh, that that defense is still still showing up, even though they lost to Keem Hicks. Um, they've been getting it going. They, the pass rush is there. They're still great against the run. Secondary is a little bit healthier than last year, so they've been doing their thing. Uh, the The one thing that you know, we all saw from like last year but as it relates to the Chiefs was they traded away Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin now. Uh, the first game, the first game for the Chiefs, they looked great. They looked like they didn't miss a beat. Uh, they beat the Cardinals 44 to 21, put up a ton of offense. Uh, I, I honestly think it was just like everyone was kind of just like, oh, yeah, like what, what, do, what do they need Tyreek Hill for? Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for like over 350 yards and t- like five touchdowns. But since then, they scored 27 points against the Chargers in like a pretty good game, but it was a bit more methodical. And then they scored 20, uh, they scored 17 against the Colts. 
the explosives haven't been there. Um, that was a thing I was worried about for that Chiefs offense. Um, after they traded away Tyreek Hill last year, I was like, Tyreek Hill, whatever teams played single high against the Chiefs, he would immediately make a play um, and over the top where they would they would go back into that shell coverage. Teams aren't playing as much shell coverage versus the Chiefs anymore. They played the Colts last week and only scored 17 points. That that's a that's a Gus Bradley defense. That's single high. Normally they cook single high and they weren't even able to so very different for for these teams right now. And then the Bucks, it's kind of it's like a disappointing season um for that that offense. Mike Evans was suspended last week. Chris Godwin was out hurt. Um, they're, they're, most of their offensive line is out. Starting left tackle is out. I think they're on their like third center right now. One of the like I think a guard is hurt. It's it's pretty like rough sledding over there. Um, I don't I don't know. So I feel like it's going to be pretty like low scoring. There they can't run the ball all that well. They can't throw the the football to the middle of the field all that well. I think it's going to be low scoring, and then but the Chiefs eke it eke it out. Yeah, I definitely think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, as you mentioned, like there's that Bucks defense is, is crazy, especially against the run. And I know the Chiefs are so the Chiefs aren't going to do any damage. I think on this game on the ground, so they're going to have to spread that ball out. But at the same time, I think that they're having like sort of like an identity crisis right now with not having a true number one receiver after losing Tyreek. Um, but you still got Kelsey, Juju, right. and uh, added Juju, added MVS. Um, still got Hardman. So I think that they can pull this one out. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. Like, as you talk about, after week one, it looked like they, they were, like, on top of the world. Like, they weren't going to miss a beat without Tyreek. I mean, a lot of people were like, hey, they don't need Tyreek. And then, I mean, fast forward to last week, where you see Tyreek was missing in a, in a sense, in, well, in the sense that he's able to bail out that offense, the Chiefs' offense, when things go off script. And it looked like that they weren't able to get that done. I think that's a big part. That's big, a big thing that I took away from Sunday's loss against the Colts. Yeah, the Chiefs... Right now, they don't really have that button to push anymore, where they can just hit the uh, the kill shots. Like yep. again, like last year when they saw a single safety, um, they saw a single high safety defense. They almost would always immediately hit you for a big play over the top with like those single high beaters. Uh, it's generally to Tyree Kill, or it might be somebody else. And then the teams would adjust and go back into into shell to try to put a cap on that offense, but it would make things easier underneath and make things easier for Travis Kelsey. Um, this year, that really hasn't been the case. Um, like I think, I think Patrick Mahomes right now only has like two plays um, with like the, that he like the air yards he's thrown has been over twenty yards this season, and they were both like really late in the down where it's kind of like counting on him to be like a like a wizard and just make something happen um, off script a bit. And that's not really something that's like reliable, especially now that he doesn't really have like a partner to do that with that that was Tyreek Hill. So it's going to be like a work of progress. He does play the quick game really well. I think that's that they're going to be like fine. Um, I just think that their offense is just going to have to be more methodical because they just don't have that. They don't have that juice at wide receiver that they used to it, and it, you know that's fine. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think as the season goes along, they're gonna figure it out. I mean, what I'm really offensive mind like Reed. It's Andy Reed. It's Andy Reed. He'll exactly. Now on the Bucks, on the other hand, 
um, this is just like this couldn't be what Brady envisioned coming back um, to play <laughs> um, at age forty-five, right? I mean, all these like ba- all these banged up uh, um, skill players with Julio um, Godwin uh, uh, reaggravating his injury, well, hurting his hamstring after coming off the ACL injury. Evans right. missed missed the game due to suspension. So I mean, <laughs> but their defense is is number one, like we mentioned. So it's definitely a big key right now to their success to their success of being two and one thus far in the season. Uh, but I'm just wondering how long that how long that can like Brady like because. Brady is not the same player anymore in the sense that he can like carry like mediocre skill. He kind of needs those elite players at this advanced stage in his career to, to you know to succeed. Um, and he's had to have that so far this year. So I'm I'm kind of saying like, what's it going to look like in the end? Like, will they figure it out and be like legit and be there in the end in the in a, um, NFC picture? Yeah, between between all of the offensive line injuries, the wide receiver injuries and suspensions. The fact that the running game, the running game hasn't really been able to get off. Um, Tom Brady's fifteenth in quarterback rating right now. He is one one spot above Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's one spot behind Carson Wentz, who's been objectively bad in Washington. Uh, Tom Brady only has like he has three touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, and then one against like one interception. Yep, completion percentage. It's like 65%, which is good, but he's averaging like six and a half yards per attempt. Like, they can't move the ball at all. They can't really throw the ball to the middle of the field. Like, it's not looking good at all. Like, I I am legit, like, worried about how things are things are going for him. I don't really know how this is going to, like, work out unless they just get, like, healthier. But it seems like they'd be getting really, really dinged up by, like, injury luck. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, because I, I, to my knowledge, Julio, nor Julio, nor Godwin has been cleared to play on Sunday. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Julio is just like at this point, I'm just not even going to count on him to. Yeah, you, to, you can't. Yeah, you just can't. Um, at this point in his career, it's just like it's always something with him. Um, that's and, just, I like, I feel, and I feel like the Bucks knew that. It, this is just more like, hey, it's a, it's a bonus if we get anything out of him. You know, yeah, coming um, into the season, they're scoring 17 points a game. 17 points a game like that's that's down that's they're basically scoring half of what they scored last year they averaged like 30 points a game mm-hmm. last year they're scoring like 17 and they they're they're two and one but it's because of that defense that defense is lights out like it's you know I, I they're 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 crushing it i just don't know how long that can realistically last i said 12 points a game they're actually giving up averaging nine points allowed a game that's yeah. not going to last, but um, thankfully, thankfully they've been good enough defensively to keep them in games. Hopefully, they can keep that can keep their head above water long enough, where guys can get healthy and maybe Tom Brady can right the ship. But right now, it's not looking good um, for like their 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 season projections. Yeah, it's tough, man. I, I don't want to see Brady go out like this. Like I want to see Brady go out like on a, on a high note. Doesn't have to have doesn't have to necessarily win the chip, but you know. Go respectable because this is looking bad right now for them. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so so who, so who are they going to play after this? They got what the Falcons, then followed by their they host the Falcons at Steelers and um, at Panthers. Those are those those next games should uh, they if they were kind of intact with their wide receiver core, most of those games, all those games I say are winnable games. But I'm not yeah. quite sure what's that going to look like. 
Yes, the Falcons have been like scrappy, but it's more about like their offense than anything else. Um, I think I think the the Bucks should be able to beat those guys. The Steelers defensively, they're they're pretty good, but I also but, think but like, Watt, yeah, without TJ Watt, even without TJ Watt, they do still have Megan Fitzpatrick. Megan Fitzpatrick is definitely like one of them ones, but. That offense is terrible. They're not going to do anything against that Bucks defense. The Panthers, the Panthers could beat them uh, with they. They do have a really good defense, and if you know if they they have their shit together decently offensively, they could like pull it off. But that I, I think the Bucks win that as well. But it'll be like competitive. You could just count on Brady more than you can count on Baker Mayfield at this point. So that's pretty good. But you know, then they they start to it starts to get ugly. After that, where they got the Ravens and the Rams back to back, Seahawks, Browns, Saints. So we'll we'll see. They got they have a pretty tough schedule, and the fact that they have had so many injuries isn't doing them any favors at all. Yeah, you're right. The schedule get tougher along the as the season progresses. Definitely, right. That's gonna be interesting. All right, so we could uh, actually. You know what? That's a good point. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the Ravens at the Bills. Bet. Or rather, the Bills at the Ravens. All right, so on um, Sunday, one, th- uh, 1 o'clock, uh, we have Bills at Ravens, uh, an AFC battle, two top two MVP, way too early MVP candidates right now. You know what? I think I talked about this before. These, these people that MVP the season this far. Like, dog, it's like three weeks into the season. Like, yeah. you can't make MVP um, – you can't give your MVP um, picks until, like, week eight, I would say. Or at the halfway point. You know what I'm saying? The uh, yeah, I remember, like, at this point, like, like the past, like, two years, people were talking about, yeah, Kyler Murray's in, like, the MVP race. And how did that work out? <laughs> you know? So it's, like, it's exactly. way too early. Especially because we all know they have a history of starting off strong and then, you know, falling yep. off. Yep. Yeah. So we'll but, see. But, yeah, but this game should be. Uh, I think this game might be probably is the best game slated um, this upcoming week. Um, both yeah. MV, both right now are playing at a high level. The quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson's really got a chip on his shoulder. You know, we know he wants a big payday after seeing Deshaun get on that guaranteed money, and he's betting on himself right now, playing for a contract and playing his, his ass off right now. Um, I, I, I came into the season thinking that no, but no other quarterback. While he's not the, the traditional quarterback that people love and marvel, there's no quarterback in this league that is more responsible for their team's offensive output than Lamar Jackson. And nope. he continues to do that week in, week out, and he's just killing it right now. Um, I have been on this podcast criticizing Lamar a couple of years ago uh, where <laughs> I did not know where it was turning out. And then the thing about him is he's progressed every single year. He, every single year, he's come back with something else in his back. His first year, he could not throw deep and outside accurately. He fixed that. He After that, he was bad at the quick game, uh, really uh, really bad at like timing throws and playing versus the blitz. That was his problem last year. When you blitz him, he was among the worst quarterbacks in football. This year, he is quite literally the best quarterback in the NFL versus the Blitz. He nukes it at the last the last three games. Anytime someone has blitzed him, he's had damn near a perfect passer rating. He has no holes in his game, none, zero. 
honestly, the fact that he's not talked about in the same like breath as like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes, is blasphemous. Like the guy's every bit as good as they are, like without question. He's number yeah. one. He's number one in the league in, in quarterback rating. Yep. He's fifth in the league in rushing. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. He, I watched him in the last like game just calmly go through his progressions in the pocket, execute play action from under center, which Josh Allen can't even eat, can't do. Like, Lamar Jackson is him. Nah, he really is, man. Like, I'm, I, I was critical of him too, like you said, like a couple of years ago on this podcast myself. And I'm, I, have to, I have to take back everything I – well, not everything I said, but – I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a, I mean, one thing if – if it's one thing if I, what I was saying wasn't true. It was at the time. At, at the but, time, right? <laughs> but what the, the thing that you have to give him credit for is he went and fixed it. That's what I would – you know, I'd be, I've been in a lot of spaces with Ravens fans, and shout out to the Ravens flock. They do love their quarterback, and they will defend him to the absolute end. And I said, like – I said going into this season, like he was bad versus the blitz last year. He was bad at timing throws. But the what what I said on the other side of that was Lamar Jackson has worked on deficiencies every single year and figured them out. I had no doubt in my mind that he would come back this year and have something figured out when, when teams blitz him. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And also too, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that um, we were recording pods during last season. I believe you said something to the fact that um, you believe that the Ravens will win the championship this season. I did, and I stand on that. I still do think they will. And, and why do you believe that? Why did you say that for? Or I do think like I do think he's caged doing a bit too much to have to carry that offense. Um, they're not running the football really well. I think that'll get figured out as they um, face J.K. Dobbins into the offense more and more. I also think as they tr- they really discover Rashad Bateman is a really good wide receiver, they'll involve him more and more as well. And then I think they'll be able to figure it out defensively. Uh, you know, the new coordinator, McDonald, he definitely did have some issues against Miami. Hopefully that will be like that early lesson learned where when the, when the time comes again, he doesn't make those mistakes. But, I, I do think that the the Falcons, uh, sorry, the Falcons, the Ravens can win the Super Bowl because Lamar Jackson is that is just is like that ultimate like equalizer. The guy's a winner. Uh, I know that he's had like his issues in the playoffs. I would say had had you know had he not had dealt with as much injury around him to really paint him into a corner where they could teams could really attack like his biggest weakness. Things might have worked out differently for him last year. But from what I've seen this year, Lamar Jackson has a complete game, and he's absolutely ready for a deep playoff run. Yeah, I mean, it looks like if there's any year that, that he's ready to go to make a deep playoff run, it would be this year. Um, but they do got a tough task ahead of them uh, this Sunday going against the, uh, the best defense in the league, ranked number one, the Bills. Um, it's crazy how they were ranked number one last year, added Vaughn Miller, and you can't overstate his impact on the team this far. He looks so much like he looks way more rejuvenated than he did, even in L.A. Like, it looks like he's, like, refreshed um, and making a crazy impact out there. Even with their injuries that they have it on the, on the defensive side of the ball, they're still playing this high uh, level right. of defense, on the defense. So, it's going to be a tough task. And Josh Allen is, I think, one of the best, what, top five quarterback right now in the league? I think it's safe to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, yeah. He, he came back with some stuff in his bag as well. Um, he's much better um, in the quick game, in the short game, mm-hmm. than he has been before. Um, I still He does still have a big problem where he can't really ex- pass to do much from under center. That's kind of making things tough for them to be able to run the ball consistently. Um, I do think that's like a big hole that teams can take, can take advantage of. Miami was able to do that. We'll see if Baltimore is able to do that because they don't really necessarily have the same kind of pass rush. They're better in terms of like controlling the line of scrimmage versus the run than they are against the pass. Um, they do have a bunch of like defensive backs. Maybe they, I'm thinking that they'll they'll try to drop drop seven and really try to force Josh Allen to be like methodical in hopes that they can that offense makes like a mistake. But we'll, we'll see. I do think that the Ravens win that game, given all the injuries uh, along that in, along that that Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, I know that Jordan Phillips has already been ruled out, and Christian Bedford's already been ruled out. Uh, Ed Ed Oliver's limited. Jordan Poirier's limited. Micah Hyde, their other star safety, he's out for the season with a neck issue. Um, they have like a lot of injuries. The the Ravens are just a little bit healthier. I trust Lamar a little bit more. I think the Ravens got this. Yeah, this is it's, it's, it's a tough call, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go Buffalo to win win in a, in a close contest. Yeah, the Ravens are definitely injured along that offensive line, and if that 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 Bills defense can get some pressures, things can get spooky. But I, I just trust Lamar more, especially in like the regular season. Like I, I think they're going to pull this out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess um, they, they should. So, I mean, I was going to add them about the Bills. Like, it seems like they are – I mean, both these teams, I feel, have a great case that they should be undefeated right now, 3-0. and And coincidentally, they both lost to the same, to the same uh, team. I mean, the Ravens' defense just, what, shit the bed <laughs> in the fourth right. against two of the Dolphins. Whereas, I mean, they were banged up. Like I said, the defense has been banged up um, for the Bills, playing in, in crazy heat down there in Miami. Realistically, they should have won when they, like, dominated the uh, possession. Time of possession, they should have pulled it out. So I don't know what happened right. there. Both these teams probably should be three and zero. But with the Ravens, what the Ravens rather the Raiders. I said the Raiders, but the Bills. I just feel like they have like so much momentum coming off of that heartbreaking ending to last season. You know, giving up, um, letting um, um, Mahomes get him in field position in thirteen seconds, then the game to overtime in the um, in divisional game. Right. So it's just like. I mean, everybody's talking about them early on. They're the favorites. They're going to win um, the Super Bowl and everything. So, on the season, I, I can see why people take their stance now that's just watching them. But, like you said, they got a lot of injury to deal with. They, they're dealing with right now, so that possibly could um, derail them. Yeah. Uh, losing Micah Hyde is just a really big deal. Definitely. He, you know, as, like, the free safety, he kind of was, you know, they could put him over the top and allow him them to do, like, a lot of stuff with Jordan Poirier, move him around. Um, also, like a big piece of that defense is kind of the communication because uh, they play they play a lot of zone. To for zone really to work, like your defense really needs to be of like one mind and understand how to pass off those zones. And having those two safeties back there really help with that. Um, they lost a lot of guys, right? so Hyde is out. Poyer Poyer might not be playing. Uh, Dane Jackson was hurt. Benford's hurt. Um, Trey White still hasn't even seen the field. Their best, like, defensive player. Um, their their defensive line is more about depth, but you know, Jordan Phillips is out. Ed Oliver might not be playing. Like a lot of a lot of what they do is like about having that great secondary who knows what they're doing 
than having defensive line depth that they can send fresh pass rushers all night long. Um, that's been compromised. Do I think that they'll be, you know, they'll start to get like healthier and then get Trey White back and still be good? Absolutely. I'm just for like this specific game, things might get real. But, you know, same thing for like Baltimore where Ronnie Stanley, we don't know like what his health is looking like. Both their tackles are can be a little bit like suspect. And that's asking a lot of Lamar to try to like cover up their deficiencies for them. Yeah, true. But I, I think I'm just banking on, I think I'm just going to like bank on the um, Baltimore's, that's not rather, um, the Bills' pass offense to outplay the secondary of the Ravens, which is like dead last in the league and atrocious um, that we've seen. So. Yeah. Yep, you know, they, they are doing some stuff as well where it takes a lot of communication. They have, like, a lot of new guys plus a new defensive coordinator. So you're going to see, like, some of those mistakes where you see, like, coverage busts like they had against Miami. Hopefully that that that's early season stuff where as they play together more and uh, the Ds, they, like, the D, both them and, like, their D.C. kind of feel each other out, that, that will get, like, smoothed out and they'll be, like, ready for, you know, like the – the real, real football, which is like in November, um, and November forward. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so, well, last game we can talk about the uh, uh, Patriots uh, at Green Bay. Um, so we haven't talked about about the Pats so far. I, um, what is your thoughts on the Pats this season? Is is this, or rather, should I say, is this what you expected so far from the Pats this season, given? You know, Josh McDaniels um, taking the head coaching job down there in L.A. The Pats not having a true offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Bill not, Bill seeming like he's kind of not with the time in terms of, like, personnel and draft um, choices that he's made. Um, Yeah, so I think for, like, this season, um, it's still, like, a work in progress. Uh, but, you know, it's a shameless plug. I actually do a I, – I created a, a Twitter community called Pats Nation – um, it's for Patriots fans where everybody can like get together. Um, for anyone that's listening, you can find me on Twitter at S U P E P R I M E. And, um, it's, uh, it's pinned to, it's like the pinned tweet on my Twitter where you can join Pats nation. And then we do a weekly space every Wednesday where we recap the games from Sunday and we preview, um, the game that's upcoming. Um, so we actually did a we uh, like they, I have all of the spaces in chronological order. You can go all the way back to preseason when we're talking about like roster cuts, all the way through max injury and like a preview against the Packers. But um, I think a big thing was I really liked I liked what he was trying to do. Uh, Bill was trying to switch to the zone runs um, for a specific reason last year. When the when the, you know, the Patriots run game was doing really well, teams started yep. playing a lot of single high. They started playing a lot of man coverage, and they started blitzing Mac Jones a lot. Um, what the problem with that was? The Patriots didn't really have any speed or any like reliable wide receivers where they could like run the cover one beaters or the 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 single high beaters to to stop those to stop the defenses from doing that to them all of the time and it, it hampered the run game and it really put Mac in a pretty like bad position because his receivers couldn't really separate against man. One of their so they, you can do it with the pass, but you can also do it with the run game as well. 
a, a single high safety beater like like a run is the wide zone run, which is why why they tried to switch the zone in this offseason. It hasn't really been working as well um, as they thought because you know we don't have Dante Skarnecchia anymore as our offensive line coach, and he made honestly I don't really have an issue with. with um, Patricia being the offensive coordinator, I think his concepts are fine. I do have an issue with him being a first-time offensive line coach, and he's trying to teach zone where he doesn't even—he's never done it before. That to me doesn't make sense. Zone zone blocking is 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 difficult to pick up, um, but but the run game is starting to get to starting to shake loose um, in the last like couple of games where things have gone really well. Ramondre Stevenson had a really good game last week. Right now, the Patriots are actually number one in rushing DVOA, so that 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 is like a good sign where maybe they're gonna they can they're starting to get back on track. Um, I think I think Mac Jones needs to needs to figure out his like how things are working out between him and Devontae Parker. That seemed to be um, hell of a lot more effective in the last game. I think teams are sitting on the intermediate trying to dare Mac Jones to throw it over the top. He's not afraid to do it, but it's not necessarily the most efficient way of playing football. But if he's hitting it enough, teams will start to back off, and that'll create some room underneath for guys like Bourne um, and Jacoby Myers. Tyquan, we need Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton to get back. That'll give us just a bit more speed where safeties are going to have to respect it, and then he, we, uh, we can layer in some stuff to the short areas behind it. Um, Hunter Henry. Um, I don't know if you if you've ever heard that name. He plays tight end for the Patriots. I found yeah. missing reports. I found a missing persons report for him. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to hear back from the police as to his whereabouts. I have not seen him in a long time. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have, but I haven't. Um, John Do Smith needs to get a bit more involved. We we got some some stuff going on offensively. Um, Defensively, I'm I'm encouraged. Um, it's a kind of like a sum of the parts um, being a greater whole. Um, I love like some of our rookies, Jack Jones, undrafted um, out of Arizona. I think he's going to end up being a starter at some point, maybe like in like the third quarter of the season. Um, on the outside, Jonathan Jones has been playing great. Our safeties have been playing really well, even though they're a bit dinged up. Um, Christian Barmore, he's still. I think it needed a bit more from him, but he's getting doubled a hell of a lot. Our linebackers are faster this year and just have been a bit better. Um, you know, we've played two of like the better offenses. Two, I mean, we right now the Patriots went in back to back games. Um, actually, well, not back to back. Sorry, in um, sandwiched around Mitchell Trubisky, the the Patriots played the number one, number two quarterbacks in terms of passer, uh, like QBR and passer rating in the league, and that's Tua Tagovailoa and Lamar Jackson. So, and they didn't give up too too many points overall compared to what some other defenses have given up. So, the Patriots' defense is like pretty good. Um, I guarantee you, there's probably out like there's not many people who are not New England fans who can name more than maybe like two to three people on the Patriots roster. Yet we've held. Um, some pretty good offenses um, to, to to like lower score and then like people thought. So work in progress, um, it's, but it's more or less like what I thought. Yeah, I mean, that didn't have high hopes. I, I said that when I looked at the first school, the first four games of the season, I said realistically we're probably going to be one and three <laughs> after four after the after the um, after week four. 
which is probably yep. going to be the which probably probably going to be the case. However, um, we we got a good chance. I think between I think you mentioned our defense is good. I I had no problem with our defense. I just had a problem that we have like the highest payroll for skilled players in the league and don't really have any game breakers to show for it. That's my problem there. But the defense is legit, and Belichick can definitely take advantage. I think here against this suspect um, passing offense of the Packers, you know, as, Deont- as Devontae Adams is no longer there, trying to incorporate Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson into the offense, um, rookie wide receivers, who are promising but still rookies. Um, probably same Watkins pop. I don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. I haven't I heard anything yet because he didn't play last Sunday. So, Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins is on IR. Is that IR? Okay. Yep, good, he, good. he's done. Yeah. So this is probably going to be um, – this could be a, a close game. And Belichick can make can have the defense be real live in in this moment to make it a yeah to make it a competitive game like you like you said we've been playing against high offenses for two out of the first three games right so this offense right here isn't really like isn't like explosive so far at least I think I think so the thing that we're actually like almost like similarly built they're just I guess a little bit better across the board the, their offensive line they they got like three like starting tackles Bakhtiari should be back. Um, he was rotating in last week. He might start yep. this week, but we'll see. Uh, they, AJ Dillon, um, and Aaron Jones are one hell of a one-two punch. I'm expecting to see a lot of like 21 personnel or pony, um, as some people might call it. Um, I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna use AJ Dillon as the as the battering ram, and then they'll they'll try to move Aaron Jones around and try to find some like mismatches. I think we might be equipped to to hang with them a bit. Um, just because we do have like a really good safety group, provided everybody's healthy. Um, Kyle Duggar didn't play last week. Um, he's been limited in practice. So has Joshua Bledsoe. So we'll see like how that ends up. Um, I think, I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day is one of the best decision makers. So we're probably not going to win, especially now that Mac Jones is not starting. So it is what it is. Wait, so, uh, so it's been confirmed he's not going to start, but I'm not going to play at all. Yes. Yeah, Schefter said that earlier. Okay, because I'm saying because I've seen the report that he might try to give it a go. I'm like, ah, a high ankle sprain that that doesn't look like a high ankle sprain in real time, and that takes about usually four to six weeks, sort of four yeah. to six weeks to, to heal fully. So I don't, I, I couldn't they, imagine seeing him play. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Definitely not short term. Maybe he might be out a couple weeks. He was supposedly at practice throwing around, but I don't see that happening for like a couple weeks. Yeah. So, what do you think about Mac so far this season? Um, do you think that he's kind of regressed, or are you do you still have? Or do you think that he can still like have enough time to get back on track? To that last I think year? he's fine. Um, I think the thing for him is, um, he likes to throw into like voids a bit more. I think with him, it's like maybe he needs to work on his timing like a little bit. Um, I also think sometimes he think he's done the like his homework, um, before the snap, and it's like. Things looks can change up post snap. Don't think like you have it figured out and you know where you're going to go with the ball. Like you need sometimes you need to go back and check your work um, before you make a throw. Um, like prime example, I would say like that goal line um, play where um, he looked to throw it to I think to Devonte Parker and uh, Patrick Queen almost like took like a pick six the other way because he basically like just just snapped the ball just threw it and. Um, didn't really think, and Patrick Queen was just right there waiting for it. Um, you know, work in progress. 
I really, really want to see what can happen when we get some more speed in the offense. And you know, we're kind of waiting for Tyquan Thorne to come back from his collarbone injury. Um, that probably won't be happening until like late October, uh, early November. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you too about so the Packers. What do you think about like their play so far this season? Seeing how they're like in a transition now, both Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, you know, was kind of like you know was indecisive about whether he wants to stay up, but he's here again uh, for another season, and you got new receivers. Because uh, I thought that coming into the season, their offense was going to look a lot like it did Matt Lafleur's uh, first year as a coach when they were heavy on the run and Aaron Rodgers didn't like put up his usual statistics in that season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the um, Matt LaFleur has proved he's still the goods. Uh, the play design is still like really good. They're doing, they're doing a pretty good job of using their guys as best they can. Um, I think a lot, they're not going to be as explosive as they were. They're going to be a bit more methodical because the game is going to have to go through those running backs. Exactly. Uh, running and catching the football. And then it's going to be Aaron Rodgers making smart decisions. Um, I'm not super high on Christian Watson. Um, I, Are you I not? Think, I'm not. I think he's got like a lot of speed, um, but I don't think he. I don't. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might be able to like turn him into something, but I don't think he's going to be what people think he is. I think the other guy, Romeo Dubs, that guy, he's the guy. He is the guy. Um, I think he's going to end up being wide receiver one. I just don't know when that will happen. It might happen towards the end of the season. It might be like next season. Um, but it's definitely like a situation where they got, you know, some guys who are like just guys, you know, like um, uh, like like Randall Cobb. Um, yeah. And they're going to be working in some of the younger guys like, like Romeo Dubs and – um, Christian Watson and trying to get them integrated into the offense as best as they can. And we'll see like how that turns out, but I think they're fine. They just won't have a bunch of like explosive plays um, s- similar to, to what I was saying with the, the chiefs. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have like these longer drives, you know, like 14, 14 play drives where they're going to try to put it in the end zone, but they happen to have a hall of fame rack quarterback. So it'll probably work out fine. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, I'm looking at, at the um, stats right now. The Packers are 16th. Well, sorry. They're 27th in the league right now in points per game. But on the flip side, they're 6th um, in uh, opponent's points per game. So, that it's kind of balancing out there with the defense. With a lot of people yeah. who came into the season saying that they were going to be a top-five defense. The, the defense is real. So, I, I, I think that in, a, in an NFC that's relatively wide open, they have a legitimate chance that they can like, get those young receivers up to, up to speed. And towards the end of the season, they can do some damage in the um. In the yeah, it is absolutely wide open. Like the NFC, <laughs> um, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC by like a mile right now. Um, it's kind of like they're they're kind of like sitting by themselves, and then there's like a bit of a gap, and then there's kind of like, uh, you know, like I guess you could say like the Rams, Tampa, um, the Packers, and then maybe like the Vikings, and then maybe like another gap. And then it's just like, eh, like it's wide open. A lot of guys can make the playoffs if they really want. Oh, sorry, San Francisco's up there too. Um, yeah, you got to put but, up with that. But with that, the, with that defense, yeah, the the, the playoffs are, are wide open. It ain't it ain't nothing nice. Facts. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we could uh, wrap it up from here. Um, what's it gonna do for the games? Going anywhere? Nope, nope. I'm gonna be at that.
still got a whole bunch of stuff to do. So I'll be like watching from home. I'll be in a lot of spaces. Um, I do a, uh, a Sunday morning um, space with some guys that I work, I do stuff with from like, um, like, a, like a gambling perspective. We give out like the best bets. Um, I'm covering the chargers for them this year because the Patriots were already taken. Um, and then, you know, this is just little, little, little schoolwork and some work work since we're closing the books for, uh, September. Okay. Yeah. So I got a cop, I think my man's having a, um, my man's having a kid, uh, with a shorty. So I think they're doing a gender reveal. I think it's still going on Sunday afternoon for my yeah. football season, but mm-hmm. my man's elementary school. So I got to go over there. Hey, hey congratulations to him. Yeah, man. So I might even go come by, uh, Bring my camera over there and take the pictures for them and everything. So, I bet. But yeah, yeah, you know, get you get some time come in the past nation spaces or come check them out. I don't know if you still can't see them, but you would have. Oh, no, no, I, I, I can see them. So, like, wait, how often do you do the past spaces again? You say, oh, I do the past space. Like... Um, I do the past nation space every Wednesday at seven p.m. and then I'll do um, I do a Monday morning quarterback space um, Monday mornings at nine. Um, and then the Sunday morning quarterbacks is generally around like 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm about to be in there, um, get in one of these Sunday morning ones. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you know, what I'm saying, just follow you know, you just like hit go on my account, and then usually you see like the blue ring, and then I'll be in there, just come up in there. Okay, right. So, how do you like 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 this whole like like this Twitter spaces thing and the, this circle? Um, I'm, not, I'm not hip to the community circle like that. I know more about spaces than the circle. Yeah, I don't do the Twitter circles really because that's just like I guess it's like private tweets for people who are only in your circle can see them. Um, mm. I don't really care about that type of stuff. Um, Twitter spaces are cool. It's very like you can have like a lot of informative stuff, and you can even sell tickets. I believe depending on like how busy your spaces are. So you know, places to build. Have you? Have you have your network grown <laughs> like being heavily involved in Twitter Spaces? Yeah, yeah. I've gotten to know. Years. I've gotten to know like a lot more people. Um, gotten like a lot more opportunities. Been on like a different like YouTube shows and podcasts and all sorts of stuff. So it's been it's been a good thing so far. Oh really? Yeah, it definitely. Like expands like your thing. I think you should be on there, especially because basketball is definitely big as well. So like, we, yeah. you definitely find guys you can connect with for basketball. Um, you know what? Um, there's this there's this woman, um, Mish, um, but she she's a Celtics fan, but she lives in um, uh, Georgia right now. Um, you you like you uh, hopefully come into like a Patriots nation pass nation space because she's usually in there with me. She's like one of our pass nation crew. Um, yeah. I'll let you like the two of you up. Maybe y'all can do some stuff like during the basketball season. Word, yeah, man. I'll I'll have that like a fresh voice on my pod talk. Oops. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so, oh yeah, so I, I probably have to get active in this more. I'm not, I had a basketball season. Uh, my uh, rather was in the league that ended it last night, so I have more free time now. All right, yeah, just let me know. Oh uh, my god, y'all, I appreciate you for coming on this pod, man. You have a good uh, rest of your, your evening and enjoy the weekend, man. Same to you, brother. All right, man, take care. And that is it for this episode. Thanks to the homie Eve. Thank you to Anchor. And thank you guys for your continued support. Much appreciated. And if you're new to this podcast as well, I thank you guys for giving it a listen and hope you stick around for the ride. 
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button too if you haven't already as this podcast is available just about everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast at. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms as well. You can keep up with me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at MrVincent13. And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Uh, well, that's it. And I hope you guys have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy the games. Drink responsibly. Be safe. I'll catch up with you guys uh, next week. Till next time. Take care.